Well, holy shit, I actually managed to do it. After procrastinating for ages, I finally managed to produce an audiobook version of the Lunatic Fringe book. It's currently available on all Amazon sites, audible.com, and shortly on iTunes. And if you're the page-turning type, it's also, of course, still available in Kindle form, paperback, and uh, hardback on Amazon. Ten hours and ten years worth of Blue Skies Magazine's articles, all available to you right fucking now, including a few author's notes and even an apology or two. Enjoy. Blue skies call. They seduce us, pulling us irresistibly upwards, reminding us to fly our own line on our wings and in life. We are the seekers, adventurers, being one with the air, feeling everything and nothing at once. That's the magic we chase. Follow the call. Find your pure wild flight with NZ Aerosports. Of course, I absolutely love the NZ Aerosports business model. I mean, come on. One glance at an Icarus fuck yeah sticker and you know it lines up perfectly with the fucking pilot mentality. But outside their wonderful use of colorful language and a great company vibe, there's a long list of reasons to say NZ Aerosports fuck yeah. NZ Aerosports blows me away right out of the gate as a canopy manufacturer with a bold offer. They give you 10 jumps on your brand new nylon to decide if you want to keep it, swap it out, or even return it for a refund. I mean seriously, how incredible is that? That's like getting halfway through a prom and deciding you prefer the slightly racier date that goes down faster. Seriously, they do that. If you're not madly in love with your new canopy after 10 jumps, they'll let you swap it out for another size or model or even get your money back. And the range of canopies they've got? Man, they've got a style canopy to fit every jumper and every situation with models you know and trust, like the Sapphire 3, the perfect choice for the beginner or intermediate canopy pilot. The Crossfire 3, when you're ready to kick it up that elliptical notch. The JFX 2, if you're looking to up your new swoop game. The Leia, as the workhorse and dirt water dirt beast. Or the Petra. The Petra cranks out crazy power and is nothing short of a record breaker. But hey, it's not always about speed either. Take the Kraken. Built as a low pack volume canopy, specifically with wingsuiting in mind, she gives you all the performance you're looking for with the reliability you need that'll have you itching for that next formation, rodeo, or puffy cloud. So, the equipment is top-of-the-line kick-ass stuff, as you already know, but how about the team? Well, the customer service gang is there to sort you out whenever you need them. Maddie and Beto are always there to help with Jen holding the reins. They're available for you at sales at nzaerosports.com, and they've got a kick-ass live chat tool on the website if you're wanting to hit someone up right away. These are the crew you're going to want to talk to to get those custom orders in. With the stock nylon, once you know what you want, they'll have that shit on a FedEx truck as soon as the credit card machine says approved and get you in the air in no time. For your custom orders, you'll be able to get a time frame for building and shipping when you design it, so get to it. And demos. They've got demos in the U.S. available from their partner Rock Sky Market. The whole U.S. demo fleet is there with Sapphire 3, Crossfire 3, Kraken, JFX2, and Leia canopies in a range of sizes. They also offer student and tandem demos in the U.S. Bottom line, every step of the way, NZ Aerosports is there to get you what you need, and I personally couldn't be happier to be teamed up with them here on Lunatic Fringe. And now, time to get started with Lunatic Fringe Into the Void, brought to you proudly by NZ Aerosports. Fuck yeah! Coming straight from the cockpit, it's another episode of Lunatic Fringe with the fucking pilot. Ready, set, go. All right, Lunatic Fringe. I'm in the can here with, uh, well, who the fuck are you and what do you do? <laughs> name? Name. Well, my name's Amy Shimalecki, and I don't really do much except skydive. That's all I do. That's it. Yeah. Living that dream. That's it. People go, you got other hobbies. Nope. Nope. <laughs> well, I'm interested in shit. Mm. To uh, 
hear about what you got going on right now. In general, yeah. I got a few different hustles. Yeah. All right. They're all skydiving related. Obviously. I got, I'm endorsed by Red Bull. Mm -hmm. So I do a lot of jobs for them, mostly demonstration jobs and then content projects. So we do stuff, put it on social media, mm -hmm. have a good time. I've been with Red Bull for 10 years now. It's been great. They hired me when I was 35. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. I was like, are you sure I'm old? They're like, bring it. Yeah. <laughs> they were stoked. And that was 10 years ago. They're still stoked. You've yeah. Been, you've been dealing with them for 10 years. 10 years now. Yeah. Living yeah. that thing. So you're doing those demos, huh? Yeah. A lot yeah. of demos this summer. A lot. Every uh, one or two a week. What's your favorite part? I, um, I did a demo this, this summer. We jumped into the electric forest. Have you heard of it? No. It's, it was so much fun and I wasn't really looking forward to it because I'm 45. Right. And I was like, oh, it's just going to be a bunch of young kids like, on up all night. Yeah. On drugs yeah. up yeah. all night. And I just want to do stuff with purpose. Now I yeah. want to do stuff connected to purpose. And that's my favorite. That's my tribe. But it was amazing. It was amazing. We were up till four or five every night not on mushrooms <laughs> <laughs> just it was fun it was yeah. fun there was like there were games everywhere mm -hmm. and like actors just constantly coming up to you and like making you like play a game of pool or like games and um it it was so much fun so that that was really really a good surprise and we had a great time nice and we jumped we were doing like three jumps a day there so it was fun that's awesome yeah yeah it's cool do you, uh, you know, I've done, done probably got a hundred demos into like high school football games and stuff like this. And, uh, the kids like want autographs and stuff when you're done. Like, do you just have these little girls just looking at you like enamored? It's adorable. Yeah. I forget which demo it was, but this little girl, no joke. She came up to me and she asked me if I was a superhero really i was like yes i am and yeah. i no no <laughs> i can't even believe it she was so cute and little, little are you a superhero and i told her no i'm a normal person just like you oh and i just it was so cute i couldn't believe it that's that was story and then you kicked her in the face <laughs> get out of my way get off my canopy little brat she was um, so cute man sometimes they're into it yeah, sometimes they're so other times they're just like they don't even care you get snubbed sometimes yeah. you go up you're like you want an autograph they're like no yeah <laughs> i went out to eloy in 2001 and uh for nationals that was the first time i think i, I met you or saw you you wouldn't remember it at all and you were you were fucking grinding right you were competing i think was when Missy and uh, Mike Ortiz were on a team. Yeah, that so was my first who competition. You, who would you have been competing with? I was, uh, <laughs> our team name was Alaskan Mesquite. Because <laughs> <laughs> we had just come back from Alaska, my friend and I, Jen Key, and we were stinky. It was like a play on <laughs> we were you were smelly yeah we're stinky. and then mesquite was the Arizona because we both lived in Arizona, but we had spent the summer in Alaska. Oh, back up. Why are you stinking? Well, I was so gross. I'm still gross now, but I'm not like stinky gross. So I don't, I just didn't care then. It was like, I was proud of it. Oh, wow. It was gross. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was stinky and I was very comfortable not showering. I can't, I can never do that now, Wow. but I was a different, I don't know. It's like different young, breeze. I don't know. Maybe my, I couldn't smell as well. I don't right. know. You're like, you know what? do what i want oh god it was it was gross and Powerful. i liked stinky people you like stinky people. i did i was yeah. disgusting i'm yeah. i'm ashamed a bit but yeah, yeah. hanging out with prana bayou i i i think i also like stinky people <laughs> dig um gotta <laughs> wash their suits a little more how do you go how do you get how do you get to red bull air force like where where does it start like how did you start well, like I, day one, jump one. Like, how did this go? I got hired because I'm a woman. Oh, for Red Bull. <laughs> we know that's not true. <laughs> you know. Okay. How do you do it? This is what I would tell people. You got to do about a thousand jumps a year for about 10 years. Right. And in that time, you got to, you got to get all your ratings. You got to 
get a couple world championships in different disciplines, a couple national championships, different disciplines, handful of world records, mm-hmm. and then maybe we'll take your resume. Right. So look up monster. <laughs> no, no, really. Okay. This is what it, that is it's, true it's though. It's, not it's, it's difficult, but it's a bit of, there's definitely luck involved. You can't deny that. I was in the right place at the right time. In 99, I met John DeVore and Charles Bryan and Mike Vail. These are the guys that started. You meet the people. The, yeah, they start, They created it. They like Without them, it wouldn't exist. And John DeVore really, really created He just made the team happen and he pushed it. And he's constantly pushing it to next levels. Right. And if it wasn't for them, you know, and I met them at a very young age in my skydiving career and they watched me grow. So it never was a plan. It was never something that I thought would happen. But since the time I met them, I got lots of championships, national championships, world champion, world cup championships, lots of world records. And then one day I called them and I said, Hey, you need a girl. Like, why, why don't you guys have like, you're just a bunch of dudes. Like you need a girl on your team. And, and John said, we do, and we do. And we're actually, you're one that we would consider. And then he hired me um, for a couple part-time jobs for a few years. He would hire me and then they offered me a contract. That's dope. But yeah, you got to be able to like bring it at a party, but not too hard. You know, it's like part personality. It's part resume and part luck. Yeah. That's awesome. You know what, though? That wasn't the fucking question I asked you, but um, I, I, I did you say, how do you get on Red Bull? I, I said, how do you get from Just, Red Bull? How do you get from Red Bull? I'm going to focus. From jump one. What was jump day one? How did you get started? At uh-huh. But I was going to ask you that other question, and it segued beautifully. From jump one to Red Bull. So jump one. Like, what, what did they, how did you get involved in Skydive? I just, like really loved it. I always you wanted to do it. I really? heard about it. I heard about Yeah. God, honestly, Ray, I've never said this in a public forum, Uh-oh. but I'm going to admit it. At that age, it's all about chasing dudes. Like that's all it was about. I feel the same Everything way. Everything I did was like, <laughs> every decision I made was like, Dude driven. That'd be hot, you know, yeah. that'd be hot. And I, it was because you're just young and you're full of hormones, yeah. right? And I loved it. Yeah. I lo- I felt free. I was like, that's, I'm going to feel free. I could do flips. I just remember thinking that, but it was also like, and the dudes. Hanging out with them dudes. Hanging out with all them dudes. Like, that's yeah. going to be fun. Yep. God, it feels free admitting that. Yeah, that's good. High five. I did. Liberal. I did. Okay. That's liberating. Mm. I asked the tough questions. Is true. I bring it out. You don't want to admit it, right? Because it right. seems like shallow. But right. now I'm at the age where it's like, and young kids got hormones. This is crazy. It was right. just like a crazy time. Right. And, and that don't was fun. Me. Every decision I made, it was like, you're just like, that's why I don't really like hanging out with 20 year olds. Cause right. they're just like chasing tail. Now you were, you were, uh, were you, were you and Jeffro friends from like high school? Yeah, we knew each other. He went to the high school next to me mm-hmm. and we had all the same friends. I was actually dating his friend at the time. Right. And he was going to do his level one. And I went and did my tandem. Good. So you got wind that he was going and you were like, yeah. hey, let's carpool, go do the thing. Yeah. Sneak. And then we went back. I signed up for my level one right away. And then him and I went, kept going back and everyone else. There were like seven of us mm-hmm. to start. And then everyone else stopped except for him and I. Wow. That's crazy to think about that. Mm. That you guys started... And you're both on Red Bull Air Force now. Mm-hmm. Lifelong friends. Yeah, we talk about like yeah. a couple times a week at least. Yeah, that's dope. It's I more than a brother. Friend. Like yeah. it, we dated back then. It's more than like an it's ex-boyfriend. It, it's more, it's something different. It's, it's family, like dog. not many people get to have a friend like that. I, I agree. And, and I feel really, I really, he's a pain in the ass a lot, but I love him. Instagram's like... How many damn, how many damn pages is on his Instagram? He's good at it. Yeah, he's good he's at it. He's good at it. Right? He's creative. You he's an any, artist. You got any, uh, how, how are you doing all that? And still being a ninja over here is like, that's a full-time job. Yeah, it's a you lot. Know what I mean? That'd be Social a full-time a lot. Job. Yeah. yeah, I was up 
I was up last night till two in the morning mm. getting videos together and stuff. What would like, you say is the most challenging part of being on the Red Bull Air Force? Like, it can't all be the, the funnest stuff. Like, like maybe, maybe that, maybe the social media. Maybe that part, you got to keep up with that. I have a team that helps me with it. I don't oh, do it all good. myself. Yeah. I do have a team that helps me with it, but it still is a lot of work because you got to, I got, I get the team, the content, but they help me get it organized and posted on time and everything. Yeah. So that's great. But you get to approve it before I post? approve it all. Yeah, yeah. We edit it together and we share ideas, but then like they help because you can't, you can't do it all. Yeah. I mean, I don't think people do. People go like, oh, like Donald Trump, he doesn't know. He could, how could how could people do how does the rock do it all maybe right maybe but i mean you, you, you think that you're you're dwayne the rock johnson isn't that a yeah. name? like, like he's busier than i am yeah it seems like if you have a good team that helps you that dude goes into his closet and he is already more like i would be overwhelmed like that would be like i if I had a closet the size of his closet with all the shoes and stuff he probably got. Like, oh my god, that would be my full time job if I was him. Like, I ain't got time for social media. I'm already has my shoes. I met him. I really? did a job. Is he a giant. I, yeah, he's a giant, nicest guy. You people, you've heard that, right? right, you've right. Heard he's nice. Right. This is what he did. I was doing a job. I was doing a movie job, mm-hmm. and I was stunt doubling Can his you tell wife. Us what in the movie, movie was or? it was San Andreas. Yeah, okay. it was San Andreas. It was simple. I was a tandem passenger, and then The Rock was taking me on a tandem, but it was. Right. Uh, um, Larry Young from Washington was double in the rock. So they bring them, they bring imagine, us to it. You imagine that compliment and they're like, oh, we need a stunt double. And then they call your name. Like they're not calling me. <laughs> Ray the rock. <laughs> you know I mean? no, they had to build him a bodysuit. Oh, Nobody's geez. the size of the rock. They had to build him a big ass bodysuit. Yeah, yeah, it was so fun. It the was rocker? great. It was he, Larry was great because we had to land in the AT&T ballpark in San Francisco with tandem wow. and it was tight ass landing. Not only did we have to land there, we had to swoop through the AT&T gates. There's mm-hmm. like gates on top. So we had to get like super close and there were no outs. Like if he, if he screwed up, he would have killed us both. So he did great. Were you full trust or did you have chicken handles? They go like this. They go, you just have to hang there and look scared. I was like, I got it. <laughs> That's going to be easy. <laughs> I was terrified. That's funny. But then like Larry did great. He did great. And and when you're an experienced skydiver, I don't know if you've done a front ride, right? Recently, you want to, you want to take over. Right. But you just got to like, I'm let saying, them. I'm saying, did, did they give you, did they give you chicken handles that you could cut away and pull the reserve? I, just, I was just like, I'm getting Hollywood money. I'm just going to hang here. I'm just going to do scared. this. So, so I meet the rock, right? So they take me, they go, Hey, you're going to, come and meet him and i was like no that's not bothering like he's he's making yeah, a movie let, we're not gonna him bother and i like, no 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 he wants to meet you they say wow and i'm like what so they bring the skydiving stunt doubles over and they're like dwayne like here's amy and larry and and he goes like this he's huge he goes low <laughs> under me i'm five four right he gets under me and he looks up at me and greg he goes thank you looking me up at me in my eyes. That's cool. Thank you for what you're doing. I was like, and you're like, I'm never washing my arm again. <laughs> so nice, man. I'm he, holding on to this arm. It was genuine. That's cool. Yeah. It's cool when, when famous people aren't, aren't douches. I'm trying to read ahead. Oh, I can't read. I can't see that well anymore. Ray. Starting off. Who was your, uh, who, who are the mentors in your life? Starting off. Remember in my life, like skydiving. Yeah. In my skydiving. Like, John DeVore. From the start. Yeah. You knew him then. Well, yeah. I remember him showing up at Skydivers when I was working Manifest, which was like my first year. This was in 98. Mm -hmm. And he was like balling, like setting up accounts. And he seemed like my age. But then he tells me he's married and he's got this like super amazing wife. She's so nice. and, And I'm just like, wait a minute. Like how are you, what are you doing? you got so much going on. It was amazing and uh, really smooth, able to get things done. John is a, just a heart. He, to me was like what I wanted to strive to be because he was just really nice with everyone, able to connect with everyone, but like really get things done in the most laid back way and create opportunities for other people. Yeah. Which I thought was great. Which is amazing. 
that's amazing. That's yeah. the amazing part. Mm -hmm. You create a create opportunity yeah. for other people. For that's, hungry that's people. Real. For hungry people. So I think really... that's part of the equation. It, the Red Bull, the Red Bull's um, kind of the, the, the mountaintop like position, I think, you know, for, for Scott. And that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a unique opportunity, right? Very privileged opportunity, right? Um, but the, you're, you, you went a hundred percent in, you were all in, you weren't, you weren't half-assing, like you couldn't, you couldn't do it, um, but just skydiving on Saturdays. You know what I mean? You moved to Eloy. You jumped every day, right? Um, you and Missy, you got that opportunity to be on a team with her. Her dad owned um, Skydive Chicago at the time. Yeah, yeah. She met me in 2001 at that Nationals we were talking about earlier. Yeah. And I was on the team with Jen, and we had our you video. You hadn't really known her before that? Or? No, I just met her then, but it was instant we had actually heard about each other and people were like you got to meet this girl missy back then we called her missy now it's melissa right so you got to meet melissa what did i just say did i call you said her? missy but we we're talking about her then so it's okay she don't care so they said he said you got to meet her you guys are gonna get along and it was it was instant and i was working at the bar scott of arizona she came up to me with her curly hair she's like after now <laughs> You want to be on a team with me? And like, my dad's going to sponsor us. I was like, hell yeah. Like, well, let me think about it. Yes. Was that the first big opportunity? Yeah, it was. What were you doing before that? Back I was in? a bartender. I was bartender. a bartender. That's, um, I basically went from college. I finished college in 98. I moved out to Skydive, Arizona. I was going to stay there for one year. And then I was going to get a real job. What'd you go to college for? I studied communications because I heard it was the easiest <laughs> path to a degree. <laughs> as long as it doesn't involve spelling, you're perfect. And spelling, yeah. Oh, God, the first paper I sent in, I gave him to college. I'll never forget this. I gave him my paper. It was an art history class. He hands it back to me. He goes, you might have got away with this bullshit in high school, but you are. do not ever hand in a piece of shit like this again. Bam. I was like, oh, oh. that's a teacher. Mm -mm. Yeah, he yeah. was just like, go away. Yeah, don't waste my time. Yeah, I ain't got time so I had to step up my game because I just yeah. got away with being cute in high school. I got everything I wanted. Right. So then you were bartending. So that's bartending at the, at the Ben Prophet Scott of Arizona was great. Right. It's just like got to be around friends and just mm -hmm. like get money from drunk people. Right. I used to put a bucket over my head like this, right? <laughs> And I go like when people get drunk right about 10 o'clock and I walk across the bar and I would encourage them to throw dollars at me nice. and get in the bucket. <laughs> and they just said, throw a dollar. I would chuck dollars, dollars in a bucket. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> and I just throw a dollars at me. That's funny. So you were like a stripper that was fully clothed. Was a stripper that was fully clothed with a bucket on my head. That's amazing. That was funny. That's a hustle. I was hustling. I was like, I need those dollars. I get 17 of them and I could do a skydive tomorrow. Yeah, I get 17 of those little rolled up dollars. Like a carnival like ride. A yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hit yeah, the duck. Hit the duck. They're like, hit yeah. This game's rigged. <laughs> That's awesome. That was awesome. That is cool. And then... uh What were you talking about? The, the team. The, the team, yeah. The, the sugar gliders, yeah. So... So what did that sponsorship look like? He he paid for our jumps and he gave me places Unlimited? to stay. Like yeah, uh, training like and we could fund jumps, so we could do either. Um, and he also, but when, one thing people don't realize when you're training all the time, you still need to figure out ways to make money, right? So what Roger Nelson did, Melissa's father, he would give us like landscaping jobs, so we would get like a after jumping, we have opportunities to make mm -hmm. some money. Yeah. Um, I would save up money from bartending all year. So I didn't have to work that much in the summer, but it definitely helped. It would be nice to make right. a couple hundred bucks. He's still being a good dad. Like you didn't just want to hand it to her. You yeah. I mean? Yeah. He was, he was, um, work for a bit. Like, that's good. Yeah. Roger Nelson. Roger Nelson. He was, Roger Nelson, dog. you loved it. Hey, check out the sugar alpha the sugar alpha sugar alpha yeah let us check that out they're on sale the book three set so go plug there um yeah i'm curious what, what are your three favorite places to jump to sky like you've jumped you've been all over the world i say new york city 
Downtown downtown New York. Downtown New York City. That's a privilege. Land in the Hudson. Yeah. You're wingsuiting and like you're looking over 9-11. Like, oh, it was great. My mom was on the ground. That was fun. Oh, that's cool. But you mean like drop zones, places accessible to normal people. Oh, that that had to have been wild. I get I wonder like their energy above those pyramids. Yes. Like, like they're breathing. You feel it? Like pyramid. I mean, coming into land, is it just like you feel it? Yeah, yeah. you feel this weird and, and Egypt is crazy place, right. man. They're like filthy it's, though, right? Like there's there's a lot of trash or not so much. Uh, no, I didn't notice that at the pyramids, but you have like people constantly like hustling, trying to sell you stuff. But I I just at first I was like, uh, give me anxiety. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to like go all in and have fun with this. So I started hustling with them back and it ended up being really, really fun. Like I fully embraced it. And I was like talking shit and we were, I was having fun the whole time. That's cool. But yeah, jumping over those pyramids was sick. It was really cool. Mm -hmm. The driving there is the craziest I've ever seen all my travels. Right. I couldn't even believe it. Was Skydive Arizona your first big drop zone? Skydive Arizona to this day is one of my favorite places yeah. to jump. It, I started at the ranch. That's a big drop zone. Right. Um, that place is great. But Skydive Arizona, if you want to jump, if you want to train, mm-hmm. like that's where you need to go. Okay. That's my favorite place to do events. It's my favorite place if I want to. Like, I don't go, honestly, I don't, I'm not spending a bunch of money on jumping for fun anymore. Right. I only really, train if i have something to train or a purpose or i'm working right that's what i do and i'm and i'm okay with that right people go you got a fun jump still i'm like i don't <laughs> i just live you're my not, life is fun yeah. Yeah, you're you wrong. really don't need to tell me what i need to do but <laughs> i'm good so <laughs> but if you want to go and do some jumps like get well, if good. you're serious about it you know people used to go out there i used i, I watched it happen People would go out there back in the er, back in two thousands. People would go out there to do a thousand jumps and end up with a drug habit instead. <laughs> they, they eat you alive. It was different, like it was an animal, right? But it's, it's still not, it still could eat you alive. You yeah. got to be careful. Yeah, but it's not as rampant as you know. There's that. I think I think the professionalism. Lot yeah, than, they definitely yeah. stepped it up a little bit, but you still got young kids, you know. There's like DMT, when you get DMT frogs coming out every tsunami. Yeah, the, they got the DMT frogs <laughs> going dimensional, interdimensional. You know that I never lick a toad. I can never do it. Well, you don't lick them. I know you pop those pulsars on them, and then you like. I saw him do it one time. I'm like. What are y'all going to do with that? <laughs> like loaded up in a bong or something. I ain't doing that. <laughs> Especially after I saw what happened. It was like, whoa, they just went to like a different dimension, right? Leave those little frogs alone. Leave them damn Leave frogs, the frogs alone. alone. They sleep, dude. Anything They're that can eating sleep, the bugs. Anything that can sleep for 11 months out of the year underground and like dehydrate. Dude, their heart rate lowers. They go into a suspended state of animation. Like their heart rate beats like once a day amazing little creatures man. and then the tsunami comes and it's the only place in the world that those frogs are is pretty much arizona yeah really. yeah and the sonoran the desert toad so, yeah and the rain comes out and all of a sudden next thing you know a bunch of hippies are walking around the desert <laughs> trying to catch these things that could pop their zits but damn i've dated some girls in my life that like to pop zits leave right? those frogs i was alone. covering them leave me alone that's what they're thinking because that shit hurts <laughs> especially in the night and they slip up a little bit. You're like, oh, God, stop. Oh, poor little Did frog. you get it? Yeah. It's a peas on you. It's a blackhead. Let me get it. All right. Switch gears. What's this Project 19? Project 19, it's uh, it's my next big thing that I'm, um, one of the things that I'm planning. And it's a world record of 100 women in a vertical formation um, trying to break the last world record. So it is for, in celebration of the centennial of the 19th Amendment. You know what that that's is? That's what the 19th is. That's the women's right to vote? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. It's when women got the right to vote. And it happened in 1920. So the plan was to do it in 19, in 2020. Right. But we that all got know it all right. got screwed up, right? Some woman got somebody some coronavirus. <laughs> somebody ate a bat. <laughs> <laughs> Men, boom. You don't 
That's bat shit crazy. Guys, Just don't, don't eat, bats. eat bats. Get away from the bats. Yeah, leave the bats and the frogs alone. Batter up. So we uh, postponed it now and we're going for it in November. All right. And yeah, I've been into, um, I've been really into celebrating women's history and learning more about it through this process. It's been really cool and celebrating voting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. When I was younger, I wasn't really that into civics. I, I didn't think it mattered. But man, it matters. Yeah, it matters. So I, I like the idea of promoting voting, and we're doing that through this project. So we're gonna get. I think um, COVID slowed things down. To be honest, it slowed things down a bit. I think you know the economy screwed up. Now things have changed, right. and everybody is like a little bit atrophied, right? People are we're ramping it back up, but we got a good team together. We're going to the thirty-two foot tunnel, the base. No. 40 women, we're going 40 women, we're going to the 32 foot tunnel, and we're going to train the base in September. I'm so excited for that. Have you, you haven't been in that tunnel yet, no. have you? No, that, that thing is like the thing dreams are made of for me. How are you even gonna? Yeah, dude. Look across the tunnel. I'd look at that, I'd be like, if I was gonna die in a tunnel, I wanna go die in that. <laughs> that would be the tunnel. That would it's be... a, it was 100 feet high. Hey, it's amazing. Yeah, do y'all be careful doing that shit? Because check this out. And I, this is just a paranoid thought. I'm not an engineer. But when we were doing the 20 ways in, in Paraclete, everybody is standing on that damn net. And I'm thinking, I, I work in these things for 25 years on, you know, I'm, I'm however long it's been. I don't know how much weight those nets can hold. I don't know the specs on that. Like, so maybe y'all we, fly. You can fly. only do 28. That's the most you can do. Okay. And they say that's because of the net. I'll still be the math equation that's broken for me though is and none of this is none of this is facts this is just my thought the cables are so long you know what i mean that that has to that has to weaken like that has to you you're a lot you can apply more force in that length does that make sense but i don't know just be careful I'm not going to go up to the top. I'll no, no, no I'm, sa- I'm saying, I'm saying, like when we were doing those 20 minutes, I never touched that. I either hung out in the door and then transitioned right into my spot, or I flew and then transitioned into my spot. But I, when everybody else was standing on the net, it was like, oh, I was like, I ain't, I ain't doing that. There was a, there was a wedding video I watched from some shit that went viral um, when I worked in Arizona. It, when it was Aaron, it was a wedding party where everybody was like jumping. It was like in a foreign country and the floor collapsed and all of the, dude, like ton of people died. Like it was horrible. Oh, and after so I saw that, day. I was like seconds from disaster shit just runs through my head. I'm like, I ain't doing that. I'm going to go ahead and stay off the net. Well, you get nervous pretty easily. That's like your thing. I don't get nervous easily. <laughs> What they call gangster in our industry, friend. Dad, he's dad. Ever since he got became a dad, he got nervous easy. Hey, hey, hey. It's good though. I applaud that. Talking about being nervous. Huh. These big way jumps. Mm. Yeah, dude. You've been organizing these things for a minute. So what's your what what what's the what's the best? What's the best part about it? When you when you get the record, right? Well, that obviously. moment is the best because you never know and it's scary. Everyone when you're in charge, right? You're like, God. We don't get this. You feel like I just wasted everybody's money. Right. That's the worst. But you get it. Right. Everybody's stoked. Yeah. That's the best part. Time to drink some beers. And the records themselves, the training camps and the selection camps, they're sometimes a little bit scary because you don't have your team yet, right? You're you're right. picking out your training people. But by the time you have the team. And people are kind of flying a little bit more relaxed and you have the right people and you know how they fly. The the record jumps are usually a lot, but the a lot better. Process. The vetting process sometimes is intense. Yeah. I yeah. imagine that would be probably the most stressful part because you don't want to you don't want to put people in danger. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. and any more you, danger, right? A, so. a big part of it is you can't see what's behind you, right? Yeah. So you're just kind of like trusting. Yeah, I always got Sarah across from me, and I could see it in her eyes. You know, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm dude, ready. that's how like those divers go down <laughs> with the sharks. You know, they got their one buddy looking at their six. 
like or you know look, looking past them they're like hey you got a shirt behind you thanks for watching my back i would never do that really i wouldn't do it either water but, terrified but you get nervous easily yeah, yeah well you know what great white sharks are fucking great white sharks you know what i mean like you're trying to get eight i don't right? even like i don't like the water yeah deep water any water I like deep, a, dark, cold. I like water. a bathtub. I don't oh, like yeah. a pool. Yeah, you know what? I I I, I had issues with bathtubs after that Freddy Krueger movie. <laughs> no, no, like when I was a kid, they're in the bathtub and they fall asleep and they don't realize, and then they get pulled down through the bottom of the bathtub into like this abyss. Yeah, Freddy Krueger didn't fuck around, dude. You know, water. I mean? yeah. Well, that's interesting. Um. So the worst part. Worst part is records. Yeah. Um, yeah, get nervous. Oh, I hate cutting people on records, man. It is, it sucks. You got a job to do, though. It's right? look, yeah, it's a job, but like it, we're doing the best we can, right, with the tools that we have, right? But it is heartbreaking to people, right. and we get it. I get it. I've been cut before, right? I shouldn't have been. Mike Swanson did it. So mad at him. Son of a bitch. I know. He's biased towards women, but um, <laughs> he. <laughs> but clearly, it's <laughs> for real. Um, it's terrible, and you know, I, I've never ever walked away from an event wishing I hadn't made a different choice. Sure, you know, like we're just doing the best we can. We take the debrief serious, yeah, and we think about okay, what we could have done better, and we try and get better all the time at it. Right. But yeah, I don't like that at all. It is part of it, though. We have to, you have to have a strong bench team. You have to have people on the bench for a record to be successful. And you know what? Sometimes those people that get cut, they needed to do more work prior to showing up, you know? Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, sometimes there's delusion in, in, in life where people think that they're at a higher skill set than, than they are, or they're being pressured by a buddy that's going or something. You know what I mean? There, yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely people think they're better than they are. That happens for sure. But there's also like, sometimes you just get cut because you have to, people are, we're making decisions really fast and we got a storm coming in and we got to get a fucking jump and we got to just cut a section. Right. And it happens. And there's no, like, right. it's just like, it's a weird part of the process. Wow. And, after you get a few records, people get it and they relax a little bit. Mm -hmm. But if you're like going for your first one, oh, it is like yeah, I look at I look at that. I look at that. Like I tried judging nationals one time. I'm never doing that again. Now we need judges and we need people that know what the hell they're looking at to be the judges. Man, that was like that's like uh so a different level of stress. It's mm. like you don't want to screw it up. You yeah. Know, you don't and want the, to mess it up. People the, are people are training hard. They're spending their money. They're doing their thing. You know? Yeah. And no matter what, people are going to be mad at you. No matter what. No matter what. And you're not getting paid. I feel bad for the judges. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's tricky. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I got a couple of... So we got to do some traveling together. Yeah, that was fun. I have fun traveling. That's some life changing, day. life life changing things. You changed my life a little bit with that. I hope we like, do more. We went to. Uh, you invited me to be on the Joy Riders. You need need some of that strong, uh, toxic masculinity on the team. Um, yeah, that was great. I got jacked. Remember when I got jacked? I yeah. smashed the wall hard. Ladies and gentlemen, really I hit the wall. Breakers. I hit the wall so damn hard that I think both my shoulders separated for a second. And I got out of the tunnel and laid down on the ground. And this motherfucker's laughing at me before she even knows if I'm okay. And then after she knows I am not okay, because I cannot get off of the ground under my own will, she is still, get off me, fool. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like what? On no. the ground. <laughs> that hurts so bad, dude. <laughs> I was in so much pain. Where we were the joy breakers, man. People got hurt. I jacked up air. Uh, he was like a dead fish on the on the ground. Anna got <laughs> Anna got the worst of me. I I jacked her on one. Like I was flying injured. Like I couldn't lift my arms above my head 
and we went to uh and we had to leave in two days <laughs> so first day i missed work because i was like injured i couldn't I, there's no way i could work so then we go to norway i still can't lift my arms above my head i'm like i don't know how i'm gonna do this competition and then the craziest viking looking dude like one cold starry eye like with acupuncture like i was paying him like 500 whatever whatever the currency is like and he was sticking me with needles and he would fix me for like one round and then i'd have to go i was doing that often you know and uh shit worked i remember that yeah dude it was yeah. i was in i was in so much pain the entire time and then uh but it was super fun funny story the sun that time of year doesn't drop we were there during extremo week like the, the sun just kind of kind of comes down the to the horizon and the then just kind of like goes like this and then comes back up and i go up on the hillside over by the drop zone uh, down by where the houses are and i have a i have like a logger or something or getting a getting a little buzz going and i'm just so my body doesn't hurt because the guy's done the acupuncture thing and i'm chilling and i'm finally like at peace if you've been in pain for an extended period of time the first thing that happens when the pain subsides is you fall asleep right and I fall asleep. Do you remember this? Uh -uh. I fall asleep on the side of this hillside. Uh -huh. And I wake up cold as shit. I'm like, oh, oh, like I'm like in Norway or something, right? And I stand up and I'm like, oh, oh shit. Like in a daze. I'm like, oh. And I walk, stumble up the hill a little bit. And there's a fence. And it doesn't look, it was an unassuming fence to a dude that doesn't know anything about livestock or their culture and i touched it to go underneath it and get shocked but i don't know i just been shocked it hit me so hard it sounded like a gunshot went off by my head like there was a i was like whoa why did you do that like i thought there was like a farmer that like was like why are you coming onto my land you know i was like no dude i'm just trying to get to the road and didn't didn't register that the fence just did that to me and then immediately grabbed it again and shocked myself and it, <laughs> it had recharged and it hit me again <laughs> and i started laughing and might have pissed myself just a little bit and uh ended up walking down the road realizing i was mad lost like like our that big ass house that we were in was way way down that road so yeah Good thing you didn't pee on it Dude, someone did that one time. I, I remember that remember was that video? more that was, than just peeing on it, right? Yeah, they it were like linked up. A chain like, of people yeah, yeah. doing an experiment on the energy conduction. Yeah, dude. That was weird. It's like yeah. someone had a finger up a butt, right? Oh, yeah. There, right? There was a finger in a butt. <laughs> a finger in yeah. a butt. Listen, the kids, early on, hey, if you're getting started off in skydiving and, and stuff like this, um, I don't, I don't think it's like this anymore. So... <laughs> You know, but if a buddy's ever like, hey, got a great idea, um, pull down your draws, uh, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I think the might younger be kids are smarter. Yeah, well, there was, that, there was one video I saw a dude eating french fries and then puked them up in a cup and another dude drank at like a drop. Yeah, it was, it was, it was the nastiest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was the most repulsive thing I've ever seen in my oh. life. And people were like cheering it on and stuff. And I'm like, that's somebody else's generation. I, I, oh, I, don't, God. Know, I don't get it. Oh man, yeah. if you throw up on this podcast, it's going to be the best. <laughs> this is a Red Bull. Farts, farts, <laughs> farts. That's <laughs> disgusting stuff. Um, <laughs> floating trash in the ocean. Um, <laughs> well, the Great Pacific Garbage Barge. Yeah. So, you have any advice for people starting off in the sport? Yeah. Where you? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Look, they're not going to listen. Okay. Like, would you have listened? to any advice anyone people gave you advice dude oddly they, enough i listened i listened to i loved talking to old-time skydivers yeah like i still i still like it like like just hearing the old man talk about oh well monday we called it freak flying and yeah. just like just too, i was like but i was enamored by skydiving like like tunnel flying i love tunnel flying but skydiving i i feel like skydiving was my first true love it's got the culture it's great like it was just so different i was 18 or 19 I, they were letting me drink beer i was like <laughs> hanging out with kind of hot 
hot, hot, hot girls, you know, like, like <laughs> older, older, you know, like 30s, like, damn, like, like prime <laughs> time, right? And I'm just a horny little 19 year old dude, just like, oh, yeah. And I had a skill set because I'd worked in the tunnel and it was just like skydiving. Skydiving was like in the moment. It put you really, it just puts you in the moment, right? Like, mm-hmm. or like if you got bills or if you have, health concerns or you have whatever it might be like in that in for that for that few minutes you don't have to worry about none of it you know yeah. from it's and then great. it was it was two different drugs it was the free fall portion which i was a ninja at. like i was ninja at, you know and then i pulled my parachute and it was like that was the heroin like mm-hmm. that scared me like mm-hmm. i didn't know what i was doing i couldn't hit i couldn't hit an acre lot you know like and just like cultivating that skill was awesome were you did you understand the winds I mean how it related to the no parachute at no, first no it didn't nothing translated from the tunnel no dude regarding I was so like I couldn't understand like it didn't I could understand it on the ground right that if if the wind's blowing this way right and you're on this side and you're getting pushed this way that at a certain point you want to hang out over here and then use that wind for your final on your base. And you don't really want to pass the drops on as if the you know what I mean? And I would always end up hanging out over here, do a real long base, you know, mm-hmm. and then turn and then come in and be short of uh-huh. where I needed uh-huh. to be. And uh, it took a long time. Mm-hmm. It probably took 200 jumps before the light bulb went, oh, damn, you idiot. That's what you're doing wrong. But yeah. I didn't really have a, a, a network of people that were like, hey, this is what you're doing wrong. Like, yeah. You know? And, and I, I'm cocky. I was cocky. Like, you know what I mean? You're like, I'm good at the tunnel. I'm just going to be, I'm, I'm Yeah. No, I mean, it was different. It's not, I think it wasn't like, I'm good at the tunnel thing. It was like, I, I felt like a peregrine falcon in free fall. Like, I just felt like, I could, I could read body language. I could see, like, I could smile. Oh, I got something in my hair. I could like smile. And like, I was looking at people with like a thousand jumps. I had like this, like screensaver mode looking face, you know? Hmm. And like, I'd be like, why are you so uptight? Like, like I could think clearly everything was just, and then I pull and then I'd have screensaver face. Like I didn't know what I was doing, you know? I remember the first time I had line twists and I heard the old timers talking about like, you know, they're flying, they're flying fast canopies or at least semi-elliptical. Yeah. Yeah. Time, yeah. Right? The stilettos. Yeah. <laughs> stilettos. And then, um, so I would hear about how they had a line twist and then they had to cut it away. And then do, so my first line twist I had, it was twisted up pretty good, but oh, that canopy's flying flat and level, you know? And all I hear about is like line twist, line twist, line twist. And I'm like, oh, oh. So I go down to go grab my handles and then start like turning. Like, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. And I go, hmm. and then the parachute sorted, you know, it sorted itself out. And I was like, oh, I guess, I guess I'm fine. But advice for new people. Advice. Okay. Big time. Wear earplugs in the plane. What? 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 That's an earplug joke. <laughs> and you understand it when you hit 40 if you did not wear earplugs in the plane yeah like i can't hear shit unless it's quiet wow like what if there's background noise i'll have someone like over like amy and like they think i'm ignoring them oh but i just don't if i don't see them saying it i can't hear it if it's in a crowd so if you if you ever say my name i'm not ignoring you you just got to get up and just say hey hey yo hey old bitch that never wore earplugs in the plane <laughs> yo, Jeff, bro. <laughs> i mean it affects your hearing I, all the people like my age have been skydiving their whole lives it's they're hard of hearing more than we should be right more than we should be it's a real thing that it damages your ears you're sitting by the sky van engine it's real yeah so wear earplugs or just something you know some system if it's like a helmet that really keeps the sound protect just protect your ears yeah yeah because you can't get that shit back i don't know why why can't they fix that yet Whoever they are, they need to fix it. Right. Seems like they can do a lot of really amazing things, but not fix hearing. It's weird. What? 
Huh? Yeah. No, there, there's all kinds of there's cochlear implants. There's all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, but they can't fix that that type of um, hearing loss. It's a, it's the specific. It's when you're, I forget the name of it, but it's just this specific type of hearing loss oh. where it's your ambient. I, I forget what it is, um, but it's when you can't hear in crowds. Wow. So now I'm new at the, new at the drop zone. I've listened to this podcast. I've got my earplugs in hand, right? You got any advice for somebody wanting to learn some skill sets? Yeah, I think that most people don't realize, especially when they're young, that listening is like an active thing, mm-hmm. right? It's not just like hearing words, right? Right. You have to process and you have to communicate back. It helps, right? Don't you like when your students are active listeners, Yeah. right? When you're telling them something and they're like, you can tell they got it versus yeah. like, well, what I've learned about that, I, I actually, I've learned that with, with the newer generation there, my, our generation, I could speak for myself, I would nod my head up and down, like in agreement, or with whatever, or to at least acknowledge that they were, I, I was taking in what they were saying. But like, even, even then I wasn't listening, I was hearing words. But like, this was just my screensaver mode, right? Like what well, I was focusing and then they'd make eye contact with me and it'd make me nervous and I'd do this, right? right? And um, the, the newer generations growing up with newer technologies and, and stuff like this, sometimes they're like the group that I'm working with right now, their faces look like they're not impressed, not, not amused, right? They're just kind of sitting there like, almost like waste my time. But that's me with the perception that they're thinking that. In reality, we're all humans. They're still taking in what I'm saying. That's just how they look when that's happened. You know what I mean? Mm. And I've been derailed in the middle of a sentence by that look where I'm like, blah, 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 blah. And then I see them and I I think the thing. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I have to look away from them. And then I'm like, blah, blah. And then I can get back into my conversation. And then I just pan right past them. Because because that face is like I'm getting this. I think they're thinking, "Fucking shut up already," bro. or just not even. Yeah, like, like God. All right, whatever. Up. Yeah, whatever. Right. And they're not thinking that. They might be. I might have them Fully on the edge. Processing. I might have them on the edge of their seat for. Mm, for yeah, and, you think? And, yeah, dude. I've, so, I've seen it happen, and I've heard it at the end of like a camp or something where I'm like, "Um, hey, what are your takeaways? Are you had any advice for me?" And and, and they'll be like, "Um." Hey, I really like that you let me fly. And uh, man, I learned a ton. And meanwhile, I'm thinking, man, we didn't get past this certain, like I put the perception of what we should have learned, like how far they should have gotten. I set the expectation in my head too high for maybe my coaching skill and for their skill set. And um, and they and they really just enjoyed their the process, you know? It's like, okay, maybe I can chill out a little bit on that. Yeah, or they're you know? lying. Or they're lying. <laughs> Well, I don't mind that. Just be <laughs> Just good at it. Just tell me I'm good. Yeah. Well, you know the concept. You've heard like the best instructors can teach any students, mm-hmm. right? That's what people say. I think that's true. Mm-hmm. But I also think the best students can learn from any instructors. Yeah. And I think that's often underrated a bit, right? Yeah. Like you can be a better student yeah. by like the, the actions you take and the the kind of attitude you bring to the table. So I like that. That's good advice. And, and what, what does that look like? And I, you know, let's, let's give a couple of examples. Um, you have, you know, you're going to get a day's worth of skydiving in, um, or, or you're going for a tunnel session, show up with enough time for a briefing, you know, show up, um, not hungover. <laughs> right like or like just the right amount <laughs> right well you you're dedicating your time and your energy right? yeah yeah like, it right. makes so a difference like as much as money. i wanted to deny that when i was younger that right. that sleep and like being healthy present like imagine if i was healthy all those years god yeah dude same i was partying hard for too long like like in those in those years where I it's wonder like, what my life would be like now ah, you wouldn't have been a fun time and then you I wouldn't have met the right fun, people yeah, possible. yeah you gotta have fun in your 20s too you gotta have some fun yeah yeah 
take care of your body though. So but yeah, let's... show up and listen and listen and like, how about one of the students? Was that too aggressive? Too aggr- was, was that too aggressive? Was I too aggressive on you? Sorry, I scared him. He gets nervous. You Ooh, can see what? it in his face. What the fuck? Okay. With the when, when how long have we known each other? <laughs> I know you get nervous. That's why I'm saying. I don't get nervous. I'm a ninja. He's a ninja, there. but don't put that up. Okay. My stick is I'm the ninja. All right. I You're the I fucking Red Bull girl. I forgot what I was saying. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. When you're like, the, maybe you don't like your coach and you don't have to keep him. You're spending your money. Yeah, that's fire sure. fucker. But, um, you know, if you really want to learn, why are you there, right? You want to learn, right. you got to listen, mm-hmm. and you got to like, are you there to hear your good? Are you there to get good? Right. You know? And from the coaching standpoint, it ain't all about you, coach. It ain't all about Do you. You know coach. what I mean? Yeah. Like, like that's what I learned many years ago. It was like, whether or not you have a, a fail or, or, or whether or not the student has a victory or a fail, I don't celebrate. I used to, I used to celebrate the victories. Right. But. And feel like a failure. And feel like a failure. Yeah. If they didn't get the thing. And it's like, well, in reality, it's like, man, I'm just waking up. I'm waking. This is part of the process. I'm just waking. I'm waking bodies up. I'm, I'm making brain and body and mind connections. I'm, I'm helping you learn how to listen and how to think. And, and that, I love that part. And once, once my brains, once I shifted that coaching got fun again, you know, and before that I had a lot riding on this huge investment that they're making in themselves and feeling like I failed them. You know what I mean? And that was depressing. And it's like, mm. but in my heart, I knew that I, I analyzed everything. I was doing everything that I could do to make it work. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes, sometimes it's a process, right? So, Hey, any, any advice for longevity? People have been doing this for a hot minute. Mm. Like how do they keep it fresh? Like, yeah. I that's think that's hard, very huh? personal, right? That's yeah. different for every person. Yeah. For me, I just, I had to switch it up. Like I'll get bored mm-hmm. and then I switch it up. Like now I'm super into doing hop and pops and weird stuff with flags and like smoke lines and lots of like weird stuff like that. And, and I'm stoked about that. Yeah. Right. So I'll, I'll get to the drop zone and be fired up to do something, train something new. Um, and then for me personally, I need a goal. It's always been that way for me. I just need a goal. Like I need an end game. Like, what are you working towards? Right. I don't really want to go and just fly to fly. I used to, right. but for me, I need like, it's a competition or a training mission or something. Right. I, I need to have a goal that keeps me. Yeah, goal up. setting is definitely helpful. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's my drive. I, I won't, we're like, just come and let's just go fly in the tunnel. I'm like, Why? What for? What are we doing? <laughs> because it's fun. I'm like, yeah, but like, are we training for competition? So I, I personally, and that's not everybody. So that right. is not my advice to everyone. Right, right. Because I think that's right. personal. You know, you got to just kind of figure out what's right no, for the you. People, the people that I'm speaking to in this category are people who, you know, 10 years deep, you know, five years deep. And, they're, and they, they get what you're saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I can't imagine not skydiving. Like, yeah, dude, it's not it's like, hard. how do I keep it fresh? For me, it's just like, it kind of comes natural. And I just like, oh, now I want to do this. Right. I want to do this. But it, I think it's okay if you quit. I don't know. Should I not say I, that? I, I stopped, think it's okay. I stopped um, because I couldn't stay current, you know? And uh, and I plan on I plan on jumping when I'm done with this stuff. Like, I, I'll jump for the rest of my life, you know? I'm just on a hiatus. Like, and when I go back to skydiving, it's going to be for me. You know, not from a service role. I'm just yeah, gonna yeah. have to go jump and just have a ton of fun and, and not, you know, there's so many, there's so many talented teachers out there now that, you know, I think by the time I'm jumping again, that's, you know, I want to be the old dude that's telling stories <laughs> about the old days, free flying, but not dog in the new school. That's what I always enjoyed about this was like the, the mentors I had didn't, they, they appreciated the young blood. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is good. Yeah. We already dogged the new school, I think, in this conversation, but we'll dude. stop. Hey, dude, let me ask you this, and then and it will be done. You're a huge accomplishment. Like you're, you got inducted into the Hall of Fame, dude. 
Like, what do you, you feel kind of sheepish about that? Or <laughs> kind of what? Feel, you feel a little nerdy about that? Nerd, like, yeah, nerdy. It's yeah, awesome. yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. They, they called me and they said, hey, Amy, we got some news. I'm calling from the Skydiving Hall of Fame. And I have nominated John DeVore, right? right. I've been nom- I've had him nominated. And you're thinking, oh, they let John. I was like, yes. Yeah. And they said, you're you're in the Hall of Fame this year. And that other honestly, there was a little part of me that was like, oh, because for me, like I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for John. And so right. w- wouldn't a lot of people. But I'm just nicer than him, I think. And they remember me with the hat on the bar oh, right they and they that. yeah they remember that they were like she worked really hard right. <laughs> they remember yeah. me i remembered all their drinks i think honestly i think that's part of it yeah, i was dude. a good bartender they yeah that's me. a great bartender great bartender no I, I was stoked i go are you kidding and he goes yeah i'm kidding like <laughs> it's messing with me um so it's quite an honor and you know also Eliana Rodriguez. Yeah. And so I get to kind of share that moment with her. Like, how cool is that? Are you the first women? No, 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 there's there's quite a few oh, women. There's, there's a yeah. Cheryl Stearns yeah. is in there, and um Brenda Reed is in there. And gosh, I there there's there's quite a handful of women in there. Um, and they're all just wonderful. So I, it's a it's an honor. Yeah. That's amazing. And I think we're a little bit younger. You know, they're starting to bring in our generation, mm-hmm. um, which is important because and people say like <laughs> our generation, it's important to bring in our generation because it's going to help get more eyes on the museum mm-hmm. and the museum. It's important to me and the, the Hall of Fame is important to celebrate and to preserve the history. I think that's really special. We're good, that information, you know, you want to be able to visit it and see it. And you right. know, just where's, like where's the proposed museum going? Um well it's in uh in Virginia. Yeah. It's in Virginia. That's where we are now. And I I want to say it's I'm not going to say because I'm going to get it wrong, but it's like around Richmond and or Fredericksburg. It's right. around like where USPA is. Right, right, right. Cool. And if uh and, pe- and they're taking donations. Yeah, they, they are. They're raising money for the museum. Um, so, yeah, you can always, if you feel so inclined or have some means to either volunteer or to yeah. donate money or even just spread the word about that. Um, but, yeah, it'll be nice to get to get a museum up and running. And because there actually is no hall to put the fame in yet, but right. it, there will be. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I would love to see that happen. Yeah, and that's going cool. down in October. They're going to induct me in October. Yeah. My mom's going to present it to me. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That is neat. Yeah, yeah. it is neat. She was like the reason. I never thought I was going to be Yeah, hang that on the wall. That can't be something that's in a box in a closet. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like they the give you a, I think it's a jacket. They give you a jacket, a blazer. Really? They were like, what size do you need? I'm like, ah, anywhere from small to triple XL. Depends, depends on where on, I'm at. Yeah, how yeah. single I am. <laughs> No, <laughs> well you married up now <laughs> married up married up now plump it out just keep adding an yeah, x just, yeah, yeah, just add, add another x son like about to get big about to eat pork <laughs> get up. yeah that's funny shit well hell we got work to do yeah we got hustle to do but i, I love you Back and i appreciate your time i love you too sugar all right And there you have it, another episode of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void brought to you as always by, say it with me, fuck yeah, NZ Aerosports. Head to nzaerosports.com. By Pussfoot. That's right, head to Pussfoot.com, the Extreme Sports Collective, and check out everything they've got to offer. By SummitParachuteSystems.com, Jarrett Martin and the family cranking out amazing pilot rigs, as well as incredible rigging courses. And now joining the Lunatic team, it's the one and only Tony Suits. You know them, you love them. Head to TonySuit.com, check out all the amazing standards, as well as the new incredible signature line they've got going on. And as for us, the Lunatic Fringe is now 
now on YouTube. That's right, you're going to have the chance to put faces to the audio by heading to YouTube.com and looking up the Lunatic Fringe podcast. It's easy. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, check out all the amazing videos from the previous guests that we've had, as well as new and upcoming interviews on video. As always, I am the fucking pilot. Head to the fucking pilot.net or the princess pilot.com. Thanks for joining. We'll see you next time around.